The focus of nursing is nurturing persons living caring and growing in caring. Nursing is the response to the unique human need to be recognized as and supported in being caring person. The nurse must know the person in living and growing in caring. As the nurse seeks to know the nursed who is living and growing in caring, the individual's unique ways of living caring become known. Welcome back to another episode of Clinical Appraisal, a show dedicated to exploring the foundations of nursing science and practice, including theory, measurement, and methodology, and the first podcast of its kind to do a deep dive into the nuances of nursing research. My name is Ian Lane, and I'll be your host. All opinions shared on this podcast are my own, and none of the information I share constitutes medical or nursing advice. This podcast is for educational purposes only. Hi, everyone. I have, over the last several days, posted a couple episodes of what constitutes nursing science, at least hypothetically, where the only real conclusion that I made is that we first need to arrive at an acceptable consensus definition of what constitutes the practice of nursing per se. And what I thought to do next is, rather than a part three on what is nursing science, maybe a part one on what is nursing. And to do that, I didn't want to just continue to propose operational definitions of nursing of my own accord. I wanted to go back through the thinkers at large of our field over the last hundred plus years and abstract across all of them. And in fact, I've started, I have five pages of quotations from 1859 from Florence Nightingale all the way to 1994 from Margaret Newman. In the process of doing this, however, I came across a multiplicity of examples where I thought to myself, this is what makes nursing theory difficult for people, in some ways impenetrable. Partly I am biased because I'm an analytic philosophical thinker, and I tend to be an extreme pragmatist. As a pragmatist and as an analytic thinker, to my mind, some of this is just nonsense. And there's only so much Heidegger and existentialism and phenomenology that these thinkers could have possibly worked into their theory without just recapitulating Martin Heidegger's being in time in a nursing textbook. And to me, as someone who is at least somewhat familiar with the fundamental views of some of these existentialists. I read this and I think to myself, they needed to stop reading Martin Heidegger. There were so many other influential people doing work that was more relevant to the actual practice of nursing that they were not engaging with because they were so hung up on some non-logical positivist perspective on what is nursing. And so let me just read to you one of the paragraphs that I read and thought, this is why people cannot stand nursing theories. And it's not fair because it's not an accurate representation of all nursing theories. It just happens that you read things like this in school and think to yourself, what is this doing for me? 
And the fact of the matter is, Martin Heidegger is doing nothing for you. I mean, if you actually read Martin Heidegger's Being in Time, it's going to do a lot for you in one sense. But it'll do little for your practice. And, you know, I made this comment yesterday about perhaps nursing science is researching the theoretical and conceptual models of nursing processes. Perhaps we should put the existential philosophical enterprise here to the test empirically. Most of these ways of thinking are not compatible with an empiricist view of reality, and so perhaps they're not even commensurate with one another. And so maybe the practitioners in nursing are picking up on the fact that these are not commensurate ideas. So nonetheless, let me read this to you, and you can make up your own mind. Now, I want to preface this with there are some incredible thinkers that I will be talking about in a part two to this, but I wanted to put this out there to kind of set the stage for the academics listening, who I seriously respect. And I think that as an aspiring academic myself, I think our new primary objective ought to be to concretize the science and the philosophy of our practice in the pragmatic reality of what it means to be nursing in the modern age, and not in some post-structuralist, anti-realist state, which doesn't actually exist and is often antithetical to the enterprise of actual nursing. Quote, The focus of nursing is nurturing persons living, caring, and growing in caring. Boykin and Schoenhofer, 1993, page 21. End quote. Uh, Let me read that again. Nurturing persons living, caring, and growing in caring. Nurturing persons living, caring, and growing in caring. Nurturing persons living, caring, and growing in caring. Let me try it again. Nurturing persons living, caring, and growing in caring. What the hell am I even saying at this point? All right, continuing on, quote, Nursing is the response to the unique human need to be recognized as and supported in being caring person. The first part of that made sense. The nurse must know the person in living and growing in caring. As the nurse seeks to know the nursed who is living and growing in caring, the individual's unique ways of living caring become known. End quote. This is like the fifth time that I'm reading this. I feel as though they just took a paragraph that made sense and stuck in the word caring at random. Let me t- I'm going to take out the word caring. <laughs> I'm doing this for the first time in real time, so I apologize. Nursing, this is a quote, without the words caring in there. Nursing is the response to the unique human need to be recognized as and supported in being person. The nurse must know the person in living and growing. As the nurse seeks to know the nursed who is living and growing, the individual's unique ways of living become known. End quote. That actually makes a lot more sense. (laughs) Now, obviously, well, maybe not obviously, but the idea of living caring and growing in caring, there's something about this that just screams Martin Heidegger to me, the idea of being. If you know anything about this kind of existentialism, there is something 
unique about being that I think they're attempting to ascribe to caring here, which I actually, I think that that's a a reputable philosophical move. I think it's suspect the way they wrote it. And I think that this mangling of literature that has made it impenetrable is just heart-wrenching. And I just feel bad for them because all I want to do is laugh and walk away. But the thing is, though, I don't say this just to be cruel. I say this because that's what students do in droves. So we have this divide between practitioners and academe, where academicians say, if only these students could just get it. But all of the students, save a very tiny minority, think this is nonsense. That discrepancy should tell us something. A very tiny minority of people become academics in nursing. And an even tinier minority of that subset of nurses become theorists. I think that there is enormous value to nursing theory properly laid out. Far be it from me to determine precisely what properly means, but it's not as if those on the practice end don't have any say, because without the practice of nursing, there is no theory of nursing. And in so far as I'm just a student, there's also the sense of like, well, what do you know? You're just a student. But at the same time, we all started out as students, and students still have a brain, and I can cognate as well as the next person. And so I think that it's time for us to stop pretending like this isn't nonsensical drivel, because it is. You can't recapitulate Martin Heidegger with the word caring rather than being and pretend that you have some brilliant novel. I mean, maybe it has absolutely no relevance to practitioners. But if your theory has no relevance to practitioners in your field... There is something wrong with your theory. There's not something wrong with every one of those practitioners. Now, before I get too high and mighty on my pragmatism or objectivism horse here, I will note that the concept that Heidegger developed of Dasein or being in the world of being in time as something unique to the idea of human being, uh, there is something valuable to that idea, novel and genius, some would say. It also may have some particular relevance to nursing theory from the standpoint of the idea that nurses are caring for a human being that is more than the sum of its parts. On the other hand, to ascribe to caring what Martin Heidegger ascribed to being in the world as Dasein is inappropriate conflation of terms. You can make a compelling argument for the idea that what you're doing is caring for that being in the world. But then, because nursing is intended to be an empirical science, my contention would be, how do you verify that that's what you're doing? There's no way to empirically validate that. How are you going to demonstrate empirically through some scientifically rigorous project that you're caring for an individual's Dasein? Please enlighten me as to how one would construct a scientific experiment predicated on the nursing theory of caring for being as 
Boykin and Schoenhofer would like us to believe based on that conception of what nursing constitutes and verify that that theory is in fact correct. With something like the Virginia Henderson model of what constitutes nursing, for example, it's at least empirically verifiable. And as such, it is thus potentially refutable. And that possibility for refutation, at least according to the philosopher of science Karl Popper, is what determines whether an empirical science is indeed scientific, as opposed to pseudoscientific nonsense. So you'll forgive me as an objectivist pragmatist when I say this is empirically unverifiable, nonsensical wordplay. And this is precisely one of the reasons why people don't appreciate nursing theory in school. And there are some individuals I know who would like to believe that the predicate of nursing is philosophy. And in a way, I actually agree with her on that premise. The distinction I would make, though, is that the philosophy has to be something relevant and applicable, and it has to concur with some kind of scientific empiricism, which is also predicated on philosophy. It's just predicated on a empiricist philosophy. Um, now, some would contest that that's the case, and of course, all of the myriad non-logical positivist philosophers of science within the realm of nursing theory would contest that idea. But again, to that, I would simply turn to the evidence. How many nurses are in the United States? Roughly 4 million. How many of them are in academia pursuing theory? 15? Of those nurses who are not pursuing theory, how many of them think it was relevant to their training or has relevance to their current daily practice? A hundred? A thousand? The proportion of individuals out of four million that hold those beliefs is so staggeringly small, that is sufficient evidence for me to conclude that these ideas are incommensurate with what it means to actually be practicing nursing. I think that we so often feel as though the practice of nursing emerges from the theory. But I think the practice of nursing comes first, and theory ought to emerge from the practice. I think theory is emergent. Practice is the base. Nursing theory should bud from the practice, and then should be verified empirically, and then reinforce the edifice that is the practice of nursing. I think we have our causal arrows pointed in the wrong direction. And I think that's not all too uncommon in a science. What really matters, though, is if we can be responsible, respectful, and mature enough in our growth as professionals and as human beings to come to the conclusion that perhaps we have been wrong and we need to readjust. So let me read this to you once more, and then let me read to you a very concrete definition by Dr. Virginia Henderson. So here is the Boykin and Schoenhofer 1993 quote once more. Quote, The focus of nursing is nurturing persons living caring and growing in caring. Nursing is the response to the unique human need to be recognized as and supported in being caring person. The nurse must know the person in living and growing in caring. As the nurse seeks to know the nursed who is living and growing in caring, the individual's unique ways of living caring become known. End quote. Now, 
Let's read Virginia Henderson, 1966, page 15. Quote, The unique function of the nurse is to assist the individual, sick or well, in the performance of those activities contributing to health or its recovery, or to a peaceful death, that he would perform unaided if he had the necessary strength, will, or knowledge, and to do this in such a way as to help him gain independence as rapidly as possible, end quote. That is a definition. It's concrete. It is sensible. It maps on to our objective reality. Students can understand it and intuit its meaning. They can see it in the reality of their everyday practice. It has elements of the holism that nursing claims to be its own, by which I mean the element of the autonomous human being gaining independence, the idea of wellness as opposed to simply sick care, and the peaceful transition from life to death, which is fairly unique to the process and practice of nursing. This is a concrete, epistemically verifiable definition. Feel free to send me an email with your comments. I'm interested to know what you think. And if you were taught by Boykin and Schoenhofer, and I'm just misunderstanding or misapprehending them, and you can tell me in a concrete, objective way that makes some rational sense, let me know. And if you are Boykin and Schoenhofer, if you're still alive and still theorizing, and naturally probably disagree with me, let me know. Let me know why. Let me know how I am wrong so that I can grow. My objective is to learn and grow. I often do that through criticism. And usually what I do is I try to poke holes in something until I can't poke any more holes. I'll give you one example before I close this out. I have for the last several months, maybe longer than that, been railing on Gene Watson's theory of caritas nursing, the art and science of nursing care, as conceptualized by Dr. Gene Watson. You know, it's interesting because Gene's theory, I actually don't disagree with that much. <laughs> Her actual conceptualization of nursing as a caring science, I'm almost certain that after all this time thinking it through, that I agree with her. I just think her writing is so horrendous that it is impenetrable. The way that Jean Watson writes is that she opens up her... I, this is so mean. I apologize, Jean, if you're listening. To my mind, she opens up a Word document, and then she pulls out her thesaurus, and she finds every single synonym for something, and then just puts them all in the same sentence. She just uses a comma-separative writing style that is so painful to read that every single time I have tried to read her, it makes me want to pull my eyebrow hairs out one by one. If you have never read Gene Watson, I recommend that you at least attempt to once just to get the idea of what I am saying. Now, there are some nurse theorists who write in a very Heideggerian style or even in a Hegelian style, which is impenetrable in an altogether different way. But that impenetrance is more like the inability to penetrate the meaning of the language just by virtue of its complexity. And sometimes that complexity is actually because the content is complicated, but sometimes the complexity is just by virtue of the grammatical and sentence structure and things like that. 
Jean's writing is just impenetrable because it's terrible, and it's aggravating, and I hate it. And the thing is, she's such a smart woman, and her theory is actually pretty complex and interesting, and probably correct, which is the part that drives me the most insane, is that the fact that she's probably right, but that she just doesn't know how to properly convey her message in the written word, it just drives me crazy. I think the reason I bring that up is merely to reinforce the idea that just because something sounds asinine or complex or impenetrable doesn't mean that it's worthless. It just may mean that perhaps we are not being charitable enough. But sometimes it does mean that they are not being reasonable. And in some of these instances, such as in the case of Boykin and Schovenhofer, I think it is unreasonable. To me, it, it screams of an attempt to repackage a Heideggerian principle. It's like taking a passage of being in time and recapitulating it by replacing every tenth word with caring. The fact that I can take the word caring out of this and it makes that entire paragraph more comprehensible, but caring is a crucial component of their definition also tells me something about the legitimacy of that conception of nursing. So, in any case, I hope this didn't come across too rude or too mean. Because I don't intend to be mean. I intend to find the bits of usefulness and throw out the remaining pieces that are not of use. And I think that there is something useful here. I just can't find what it is because it's so glossed over in nonsensical complexity. Ultimately, I think my goal here is to abstract across the greatest definitions of nursing from the greatest thinkers in nursing over a hundred years span of time to find what are the nuts and bolts of an actual, aggregated, precise definition of what constitutes the practice of nursing, from which we can then move on to figure out what constitutes nursing science, definitionally speaking. Thank you for listening to this episode of Clinical Appraisal. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please share this channel with your friends in healthcare and review the show on your favorite listening app. There are millions of nurses out there who might benefit from hearing this material, but in order for these podcast algorithms to even pick up the signal of people's interest in this show, there really have to be a minimum number of ratings or reviews on a show, so it really does help in the budding years of a podcast like this one. I'd be very grateful if you could give it a quick rating. If you'd like to ask a question or share a comment, please email me at clinicalappraisal at gmail.com or visit my website at about.me forward slash Ian Lane. If I ever review a paper you are an author on, or you would like to join me to discuss some relevant project you are doing, please send a note to that same email address. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you'll join me again next time.